0: Words on water. Words on water. This episode is brought to you by Logis Tech. Who is proud to launch Ultra Proven Solutions, its newest brand, encompassing its field proven innovative solutions to solve water issues across North America? Ultra brings together the ingenuity and unparalleled depth of experience of their people with the innovative solutions developed by soil and water technology engineers to provide customized and proven solutions for their customers. For more information, visit www.logistech.com slash ultra.
1: I nailed that one. That was it. That was it. That's it. Welcome to Words on Water, a podcast from the Water Environment Federation. This is the host, Travis Loop. PFAS, Remains a searing hot issue for the water sector, and it's always an interesting conversation topic. I'm very happy for this episode to be joined by Martin Barreau. He is Vice President of Innovation at Logistech Environmental. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
0: It's my pleasure, Travis.
1: Let's start with the basics here for people that might not know as much. What is PFAS, and why is it a problem for people and the environment? Well,
0: that's a big question. (laughs) Uh, PFAS uh, are a family of industrial products, chemical uh, products that have been used for several decades now. They're based on fluorine, and they're very, very stable chemicals. Um, They were uh, first used as fire suppressors, so-called anti-foaming film uh, agents, or AFFF, um, aqueous uh, film-forming foams agents, I I should uh, correct myself. So they were used as fire suppressors, water repellents, because that's how they're used, actually, and uh, anti-foaming processing aids the characteristic of this product is that it's it's so stable that it will not degrade in, in nature. Uh, you need to get to extreme temperatures to burn a chemical like that. And on top of that, since it's uh, so stable, it remains in the environment for a very, very long period of time, hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands of years mm. uh, surely. And it so happens that at minute doses, they are known to be toxic to humans and, and other living environment, uh, organisms. So if you put uh, those two characteristics together, being super stable in the environment, plus accumulated in the environment without uh, being uh, degraded and causing and a threat to our health, then it becomes a huge issue. People use uh, an example often of uh, uh, the earth being a a huge bath and and we just pour PFAS into it. Mm. Well, we're getting to a point where at parts per trillion, we're facing health issues. Mm. And as a matter of fact, Travis, you probably have some in your drinking water today. (laughs) I I know because we've tested it. We have some in our drinking water in Montreal, but that's not something that is... But it, it, it is really everywhere. So uh, countries and jurisdiction are now looking at ways to control, uh, describe the issue, control the issue, and treat the issue. What are
1: the challenges with treating water for PFAS? I, I think this is one of the <laughs> the reasons that make it such a problem. Is that you know treating it isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do. So so what are the what are the challenges?
0: For example. Um, we know about lead in water. Uh, lead in water poses a threat at uh, part per billions. Uh, for PFAS, we need to get it to non-detect, which is mm. uh, below part per trillion. So a part per trillion really means nothing for most of us, including me. Um, it's, it's literally one teaspoon into uh, the Dallas uh, football, the new, the new stadium, the new football stadium. So you put one teaspoon into that, that huge volume, and that's one PPT, one part per trillion. So you need to treat something that is almost undestroyable and to get it to dilution level of that, uh, of, of that uh, intensity. Uh, so I guess that, that illustrates the, cha- the challenge quite a bit.
1: That is a great analogy, the one teaspoon in the stadium of the, the Dallas Cowboys, that I, I will have to borrow that one. And, <laughs> and use that to explain what one part per trillion is to other folks. Um, well, I want to hear a little bit more about the treatment solution that you all offer. Uh, very curious about that.
0: At, at our company, uh, Ultra Proven Solutions, we've uh, worked on uh, solutions for treating PFAS for a long time. Um, A bit by chance in the early 2000s, we had the the opportunity, we were called to treat, uh, capture and treat PFAS uh, spills in military bases here in Canada. Mm. And then in 2013, we did the same with a uh, disaster that happened in a town called Lac-Mégantic where there was a large uh, rail car um, derailment, and and fifty eight uh, rail cars exploded, and a lot of PFAS were used to put out the fire, the 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 petrol the light petroleum uh, oil that was burning, and that flooded the sewer system of that poor, the, the city and the poor citizens. Uh, there were many casualties, mm. and so we treated literally. Uh, hundreds of thousands of liters, gallons of PFAS uh, in the past, and that that kind of track record is is quite useful in in was quite useful for us to develop a a unique know how into uh, a, a proprietary technique to capture PFASes in water and uh, prevent them from damaging and um, uh, corrupting the uh, downstream water treatment that is generally used in, you know, cities, water utilities, and wastewater uh, treatment plant, mainly based on uh, either uh, filtration membrane solutions or carbon, uh, uh, granulated activated carbon. So, so in a sense, what we developed is a way to uh, capture 90-ish percent of all PFASs in water and then uh, using uh, finishing technologies remove everything in the water at non-detect levels.
1: Mm. I guess what are the the benefits of your solution or the advantages? Um, You know I think we hear a lot about granular activated carbon and reverse osmosis and some of these other ways that people are trying to deal with PFAS. I was just wondering if you kind of talk about yours and and its benefits and so forth.
0: Uh, For sure. Well First of all, we offer turnkey solution that are customized to the water, the PFAS water uh, issue that our customer will has or or will have. All of those waters are completely different. If it comes from a landfill, the signature in the water is completely different than underground or wastewater uh, as well. So we, one of the advantage uh, of our solutions is that they're customized to our, our customers need. The second is that we will uh, reduce very significantly the cost of treatment for our customers using a customized solution like that. We can address and integrate all technologies for the the best offer our our customers can get. Generally, people will rely on carbon activated carbon or resins and Mm. there are other solutions out there that work. Uh, in treating uh, contaminants in water, but there's they 're very expensive, so uh, what we're able to do is to to reduce reduce that cost by an order of magnitude depending. Mm. so what we aim at doing is uh, use the best treatment train, train possible to get the, the the lowest cost per gallon of treated water to the criteria. That the customer has to meet, of course, um, in a uh, underground uh, water uh, context, it's not the same as potable water, for example. Uh, So you don't necessarily need the same solutions for all those cases. So that's that's our value proposition in the the yeah,
1: reducing cost by orders of magnitude, and then being able to tailor and customize a solution based on the end purpose of that water that that makes all the sense in the world (laughs) that's really good again i just want to ask about bigger trends you you are you hearing more communities that are looking for solutions for pfas and and just a a greater demand for solutions like this
0: oh absolutely Uh, there were uh, uh, a few uh, big lawsuit cases that attracted the attention of the public Uh, very right, you know, uh, they were right to be uh, alarmed. And then there was, um, that led to the uh, municipalities to uh, start looking at criterias that they could meet and uh, push their states into coming with new regulations for PFAS. Uh, And eventually the US EPA as a whole should probably address those, but that may take a while. Mm. But uh, with the lead in water cases like we get in Michigan, uh, public awareness led to decision makers, uh, decision makers at the state level to address it. So Michigan, Massachusetts, New, New, New Jersey, California are among the few of states that are uh, pioneers mm-hmm. in uh, addressing the PFAS issue. Uh, there's a few, of course, sites, industrial sites that are known to have uh, led to PFAS issues as well. And communities have been, um, increasingly worrying about those. Uh, we hear about the Cape Fear River, for example, case that's, that's one there. There's many, I, I couldn't name them all, but there's a, a huge list of those. Yeah. And military bases because of, uh, fire training sites, uh, uh, that uh, air bases in particular add, you can have, you can probably uh, say that there's a PFAS issue at every fireman training site in North America.
1: Mm. Well, Martin, this was tremendous information, great perspective on PFAS, exciting to hear about your solutions to this. Um, and we definitely will be pointing people uh, to where they can find more information um, about you. So thank you so much.
0: It's my pleasure, Travis. Thank you very much. Words on water.